Hello and welcome to another episode of the Cheap Shot Wrestling Podcast. I'm Matt Bass, here with Ben Bowles, and this is episode number 53. Yep. Yep. We did now, it. We've, uh, we did it. Last week you said that we'd done a year's worth of yeah, we'd episodes. Yeah, we done because for 52 weeks we'd done officially. Yeah. We're in the can. It took us three and a half years to do it. Yeah. But we did it. <laughs> um, but now yeah, now we've crossed the threshold. Now it's 53. Yeah, here we go. Second year. And what, and what a week we've got. <laughs> oh, there's been so much to talk about. Drama. <laughs> criminal activity. Oh, admittance oh, to criminal activity. Real cr- criminal activity and portrayed criminal activity on television. Uh, I wouldn't call that criminal uh, activity. I'd call it retribution. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, we'll get to that. Oh, yeah. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at CSWPod. Uh, it's also the same on Instagram. If you want to follow Ben on Twitter, it's RingReviewPW. Mm-hmm. And also, if you want to check out any of the previous episodes of the podcast, it's CSWrestlingPodcast.com. Hell yeah. I've also just put a tweet out that might get the account closed. So check that out while you can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, it actually ties into one of the stories we're going to talk about today, so we mm. shall see. But um, um, if you hear any noises, by the way, again, just you know, can't help I think it. I can hear noises at the moment. Uh, if you can hear any noises, it's just we can't help it, and yeah. we can't do anything about it. We, so we also have windows closed in near thirty degree it weather. Is so hot in yeah. here. So if we opened it, it'd be much worse. <laughs> but this is the best we can do, and we're also dying. It's right now. so hot. Um, we've got a few things we're going to talk about uh, this week. We've got. The North American Championship, that's going to be defended at TakeOver Heck yeah. uh, in a, I think, five-man ladder match. It's I think it's five-man only because there was, I think there was probably meant to be six, but they probably just settled on five. Yeah, I don't know, but there's five, I think it's five-man, but there's been a number of triple threat matches um, to do with that. And so there's some people who have already gotten in, some people who are yet to get in, yep. someone who got in and is now no longer in there. But we'll discuss all of that when mm-hmm. we get to it. Uh, talking of NXT, we'll also be talking about Pat McAfee, McAfee, however you pronounce his name, um, and Adam Cole and their little feud they've got going on at the moment and whether we think it's worth doing at all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> My God, it's a storyline you didn't think would carry over and it's definitely carrying over. Yeah. Uh, we'll also be talking about the uh, new faction, Retribution, as alluded to by Ben. Oh, yeah. Um, In that amazing segue yeah point out so like last week obviously we talked about it because they'd had the they promoted it for raw and given yeah. us almost nothing <laughs> and in the last week they've given us stuff but in the wrong way well, they so also, we will go into we will go into yeah. like what is wrong about all the stuff that they've done how they somehow promoted a surprise attack yes exactly it just doesn't really make any sense no who's letting wwe know what their name is Things yeah. like that. They haven't got a Twitter account or anything. It's not like they're putting it out there. Just WWE suddenly turned around and went, we understand they're called Retribution. You're like, from who? Yeah, who's told you that? Has, I mean, one, has one of the members approached you? Do they have a PR team? What's <laughs> going on? Um, <laughs> they're represented by Robert Stone. <laughs> um, we'll also be talking about um, Marty Janae. And we'll, that's all I'll say about that at the you, moment. You know where that's going. You know, If you know, you know. Yeah, if you know, you know. And if you don't know, Make sure you stay to listen because it is what a story. Holy shit. Uh, but first, we've got a couple of things to go through. We'll start with the bad news and then we'll do the lighter news on this kind of pre news news bit. Pre news news. Um, the legendary wrestler uh, Kamala has died at the age of 70. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't know much about Kamala, which I mean, we were talking about Kamala last week, not actually on the podcast, I don't think. We were talking about her just when well, we were hanging out here. Yeah, because we were watching. As far as I remember, we were watching WCW, and I was telling you about how I'd started watching WCW from the start of Nitro, mm. and I think I just in passing mentioned that they had some people that were like, oh, I didn't expect, and like, I think Kamala was one of those names. Yeah. He featured in like WCW in like 95, 96, mm. and I was like, that's really weird, and then we, we started talking about him, we were like, I wonder what he's doing, obviously he's had quite an unfortunate story Yeah, um, in his later years where he had diabetes. He had both of his legs amputated. Yeah, um, at separate occasions, didn't they? Yeah, it was 2011 and 2012. He had Mm. each of his legs amputated due to uh, the effects of diabetes. Mm. But then on Wednesday, um, he... That was the day after we were talking about it. Yeah, well, this is the thing. We recorded on Tuesday last week, but we spent so much time watching football until the evening. I didn't put it out until Wednesday. I'd forgotten as well what day we'd actually recorded on. Yeah, but but on Wednesday, it was announced that he had 
contracted COVID-19. Was it his wife that announced it? I, I think so, yeah. yeah. His wife has um, uh, spoke to journalists and things like that. In, Probably just in, during the week, yeah. you know, kind of thing. But um, he got that on Wednesday. Um, and then on Sunday, he went into cardiac arrest and died yeah. uh, as a result of complications from his diabetes due to the COVID. Yeah, COVID-19 has been a... Well, COVID-19 and diabetes have been the sort of... They're the heavy hitters well, at the moment. One where... of the things that's been said about COVID-19 is that people who are overweight and things like that mm. or have, you know, those kind of situations yeah. are more at risk of dying of it. Absolutely. But also people who have underlying health conditions like diabetes and other things that are not related necessarily. You know, and diabetes isn't necessarily related to weight. You no. know, it, it can come about whatever way. You can inherit it. You can inherit it and yeah. whatever. Yeah. So like these things, you know, if you've got these underlying health conditions, this is the reason why people want those people to shield, to stay inside and not go out and go to these places That's when it. they don't need to. Um, obviously, we have no idea what mm. the situation was with him. His wife did say that he'd been going to the hospital once a week for a weekly thing that he had to go to. For dialysis, I think. It was dialysis or something like yeah. that. So he had to go to the hospital going to do this, and she suspected that that's where he picked it up. It's very unfortunate. Um, but it's so unfortunate. Very unfortunate. It's sad to see. Um, James Harris died at the age of 70. So Yeah. These sad things. Well, it's uh, yeah, it's a story that we don't like to report on, but I think he deserves one hundred percent deserves a mention. But then the other thing is that, like in the moment, you know, with COVID nineteen, I think some people aren't quite taking it seriously enough and haven't been taking it seriously enough over the last few months. Well, yeah, the and, whole time it's been around, people haven't you know, taken it seriously. Yeah, and then you just see people like Kamala, and you think he, he shouldn't be. No one should die at seventy. No, you no, know? and no, the thing is, no one deserves this kind of thing. But it's it's especially someone like him. He's in quite a unique situation where he's he's not had a good run of luck health wise no to then also have that piled on top for mm. him and his family it yeah. can't be nice um but it just it speaks volumes as to why you should be wearing a mask yeah why you should be protecting yourself to protect others yeah. so there you go but unfortunately you know rest in peace james harris yeah uh on a lighter news mm -hmm. so i said i started with the bad news but we'll move on to some really good news some positive news. positive news yes uh our truth is a 38 time <laughs> 24-7 champion. I said to you before... Has anyone ever won a title that many times? Like, even the Harkle title. I don't know whether anyone actually won it that many times. I think Raven is someone who's held the Harkle title the most. But yes. I'm just going to check now and see how many times he's had it. Because I feel like it's either the same number or it is... By the way, the uh, R-Truth is also a two-time Harkle champion. Oh, yeah, he is, isn't he? Yeah, because he won his when he was... Um... K quick. There you go. Raven. Twenty seven so, times. Yeah, it's a record, but it's only twenty seven. So So yeah, I mean it's R Truth has the most WWE title reigns of a single title belt. Yes. In WWE history. I mean he's had that for quite a while because obviously Raven was only a twenty seven title. He'd be a long time ago. He'd probably be a while back. But I just noticed it and I saw they said on Raw last night that he'd won the title for his thirty eighth time and I thought Bear note that down. Give him a little congratulations. Oh, yeah. Love he'll, our truth. He'll get to 50 in no time. It is the our truth title. So <laughs> it is. I think if if, if this 24 7 championships taught us anything, is that one, our truth is still amazing. Yes. Still the most entertaining person to watch. But also, if they end up retiring that belt, they have to either put his face on it or something. <laughs> or just. Well, you know how they give. They gave the the hardcore championship to Mick Foley yeah. in like a little glass case and stuff. And they went, you know, they sort of presented it to him. Mm. They should do the same thing for the twenty four seven title to our truth. Oh yeah, it is like his title when, when he the, when he retires at the age of fifty. They'll just retire the belt with him. And <laughs> I said, I said, how old is he now? Oh God, I mean, you say when he's fifty. 50? Is he fifty now? Um, he is forty seven. I'm gonna guess he's forty eight. Oh, so close. Yeah. But He's yeah, 48 years old. So when he retires at the age of 70. <laughs> yes, exactly. um, I was going to say 50. That's way too soon. Yeah. He's um, still got a lot in him. Still got loads in him. Oh, that's amazing, though. That is a, a hell of an achievement, especially because that belt's not even really been around that long. It's literally been around for, I think, about a year. And he's won it 38 <laughs> times. <laughs> yeah. Good God. Fair play to him. Amazing. Uh, so, yes, well done to our truth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we'll talk about our first main topic of this week's episode. And it is uh, the Marty Janay. Oh, yay. Of, yay. Uh, I was going to say the Marty Janay to Shawn Michaels. It's just Marty Janay. I don't think Shawn Michaels wants anything to do with Marty Janay anymore. Oh, God, no. I think I don't think Shawn Michaels would want to be associated with him in any way. Okay, so before we get into it, 
Um, I think the the phrase "he's the Marty of the team" has probably changed somewhat. Somewhat now, now yes. Um, because this week, people were going about their business, <laughs> thinking, "Yeah, things are a bit weird at the moment," but you know, yeah, we're getting through it. And then... wonder what Marty Jannetty's up to these days. I mean, I don't think anyone's actually ever said that. What, what's, <laughs> I wonder what Marty Jannetty's up to these days. Well, Marty Jannetty's been in a weird place I mentally, say, I think. He's, I don't think he's been all there, really, no. in, when it comes to a lot of things. And he posted on his Facebook page a very disturbing post. It's something that you think maybe when reading it, that it's someone who doesn't quite understand how social media works, mm. as if he's saying it to his friends yes it's like he's posting it and going well we all know this and it's fine no one no one cares about this kind yeah. of thing right but enough of me rambling i think it's only fair that you get to it okay so basically um should i just read it i think read it but i i would suggest censoring yourself slightly. i will censor myself right okay so the other thing about this this post is um he has said some things which are homophobic and racist homophobic and, and those racist. are not the worst things about this it's homophobic in the first sentence yes so obviously you can find this post yourself but we're just we're, matt's going to read it out but there's no to be don't yeah there's going to be words in that matt will obviously not use i will i will censor myself yeah um, just leave a blank wherever there is a particular word you don't want to say okay um i never told no one oh, sorry i should preface this this is what marty janetti saying not me yeah, this is this is, <laughs> this is marty janetti's quote word for word quote i never told no one this I, I know I've, I said this you to you You started before. off with that that annoyed you the most. It annoys me, and it stupidly should not annoy me, this. <laughs> Grammatical errors. That's a double negative. It's a simple... That thing is, that's a simple mistake to make, but... I never then, told no one this. So you told someone then. He then tops those mistakes tenfold. Anyway, <laughs> I never told no one this. Even my brother Gino, because Gino would have killed him, and I didn't want my brother gone. Hell, he'd only recently come home from Vietnam. I was 13. Working at Victory Lane's bowling alley, buying weed from a uh, homosexual man, let's say. Yes. I think filling it in with correct terminology (laughs) is probably the best way to do this. That worked there. And he put his hands on me. He dragged me around the back of the building. You already know what he's going to try to do. Um, That was the first time I made a man disappear. They never found him. They should have looked in the Chattahoochee River. But Winnie, brackets, the girl in the pics... By the way, there are some pictures underneath oh. of him with some people. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to, just for context, there's a picture of him with this particular woman who he then just decides to start talking about now. Right, uh, yeah. Which is completely not related to the first part. No, it's not related in any way to the first part. But, but anyway. it's all in the same post. Yeah. Yeah. They should have looked in the Chattahoochee River, but Winnie, the girl in the pics, I likes you so damn much. Probably my favourite. But I promised myself way back then, nobody would ever hurt me again. I'm just going to stop you right there. Real quick. I know what's coming up next. I would suggest saying it because it's fine. Yes. But I would just like to... I mean, it's not fine. It's not fine, but I would just like... Because it's not... It's not It's like not overtly it's not horrible. It's not a slur. It's not a specific word. It's not a specific... I'll just say it, right? Yeah, just say it. But obviously, the way he's saying it, it's horrific. He goes, yeah, but I promised myself back then, nobody would ever hurt me again. That includes you. I loved you, but you hurt me with your fucking Jamaican jealousy. You can go your own way. I don't need you. Now, okay, so let's just unpack that a little bit. Yeah, so go from the beginning. So he's saying not only has he murdered someone, oh, we sorry, made made someone someone disappear. disappear. Right, Jinx, sorry. Um, (laughs) Make that clear that he didn't, uh, he hasn't openly said he has killed someone, but he has made someone disappear. But not for the first time. Sorry, this was the first time. Very first time. that implies that he has done it since. And we, me and Matt both said that this is very strange because that kind of wording you would use to sort of reminisce about something nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. For the, That was the very first time I made someone disappear. disappear. Like, it's sort of thing. That was the very first time I kissed her and it was so beautiful. Yeah. Oh, like, <laughs> my very first kiss. I remember it like it was yesterday. It's the like, very first time I made someone d- disappear, disappear in a river. <laughs> Good God. So, um, my Janetti sort of um, implicated himself for no apparent reason, in a murder. Yeah, it's not like he's been provoked and then in a comment or reply to something, he's kind of outlandishly said something he shouldn't have. He's just decided to post this, this for whatever reason, this day. Yeah. Um, and then with some... We found out from the words he's using, because he says he worked... He was 13 years old. Um, he worked in something called Victory Lane's Bowling Alley. Yes. Uh, from a little bit of sleuthing, <laughs> we managed to find out Obviously, based because he mentions the. Don't say we. You did. I did. <laughs> what's the river? What's the river called again? 
Uh, the Chattahoochee River. Chattahoochee River, which goes between, I think, Alabama and Georgia, if yeah. I can remember. Yeah. And we were, we, I was like, okay, where's he born? He was born in Georgia. Georgia, yeah. And I thought, well, if he's 13, he's probably still there. Found this bowling alley. And then, as I found it on Google Maps, zoomed out ever so slightly and went, oh, there's the Hattachoochee River. Yeah. The, is it the Hattachoochee? The Chattahoochee. Chattahoochee. Sorry, I keep getting that wrong. Yeah. The Chattahoochee River was like under a mile away from it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, <laughs> it checks out, I guess. Okay. Uh, someone commented underneath saying, are you okay? To which Marty replied, me and Winnie just had a fallout. But if you're asking about the other thing, yes. That was a billion years ago. Plus, I have the satisfaction of knowing that bitch ass ninja. I would say what he actually said. Ninja. He wrote, in the quote, he writes he writes the word ninja, yeah. but then stars out the I. Yeah. So I'm we couldn't work out. I who have was no trying to, idea what he was trying to say. If he's trying there. to imply something there, we don't know. Is he trying to say the N word but spell it wrong? wrong? Or is it was he supposed to write a different slur that was like maybe a homophobic slur because he was talking about the guy being gay? I, I don't know. It could just be that. Marty Jeanette is a bit dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I, he says, plus I have the satisfaction of knowing that bitch ass ninja never got to go, never got to do another kid like that. And it's like, okay, right. So there's a, there's a weird, so like... he's basically saying, yeah, I did murder a guy, but it was ages ago, so no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what, oh, sorry, what, Marty? Yeah, don't worry about that. That was a long time ago. It's like, what? So you're comparing killing someone to sort of smoking a cigarette? Marty's never heard of these stories where you find someone getting arrested for a murder that happened 30 years ago. Yeah. it's it's things... Those things do happen. It's, you know, when they find out DNA evidence for something where DNA wasn't available in well, the past. Something that came up recently, this actually happened in, I think, June this year, the Golden State Killer. Right. He was caught after, I think, about 30 years. Yeah, these things happen. You know, they do find these people eventually sometimes. And if, you know, what he's done there is he's implicated himself. He is actually now being in- investigated by the police. It's the local police, I think, have stepped in, haven't they? Yeah. And so, said, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll have a look in the river then. We'll, we'll have a look. <laughs> yeah. You know, they might be able to find some, you know bones down there or something of oh, they, if guy. they find like you said with the sort of with modern dna uh testing and things they can, they can find out they from, can work out this stuff the yeah. smallest remains yeah. if anything's left down there if, if this is true yeah marty Jeanette is screwed yeah absolutely screwed he's implicated himself in such a bad way mm. all because he had a fight with his girlfriend yeah or wife girlfriend I girlfriend think. Um, so there you go. If you have an argument with your girlfriend, don't admit to murder. Yeah, but that's the thing, right? There's one thing saying like, basically what he was saying there was, I murdered this guy a long time ago. My girlfriend is being awful. I don't like her. She's being jealous or whatever, right? Yeah. And it's almost like a warning. I have murdered before on several occasions mm. and I'm not afraid to do it to you. That's it's essentially, it's, a th- it's not only an omission of murder, it's also a threat of murder yeah, as well. He does say there where he says that, I like I said that no one would hurt me again, including yeah. you. Including you, yeah. That is a straight up threat. That I loved like, you, but you hurt me. Yeah, I made a man disappear because he hurt me. I don't need you and all this, right? Yeah, it's if, like, oh, If Christ. you hurt me, it's like, it's one thing I think, I, it's again. This is why I think it's just an old man who's not quite worked out what social media is and how it can actually really implicate you. Like he probably looks at it as like it's not real. Yeah. That he can say these things and it's like, oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's like it's the same as saying it to a policeman to yeah. their face. You're saying it. You're posting it publicly. You, you re- might as well be posting it in the newspaper. You know, it's like what it's, he's not getting is he's putting it in writing. Yeah. He's put it in writing. It's even worse. Mm. It's an open mission of potential murder. Yes. Nightmare. So, so that's. <laughs> <laughs> that's marty janae um as i said before you can't really say he's the marty of the team anymore like if you see mm. someone like angelo dawkins you can't go he'll be the marty of the team yeah you have to come up with some other uh group where one person has succeeded massively and the other person has not let's say <laughs> they don't have failed massively they might have had some run and doing something but they're just nowhere near on the level of their tag team partner mm. right and you know, got to try and work out what that new team is. We went through a few. We had like uh, Cesaro was an example, but then we realized that Cesaro was always the one that was successful from those teams. He was successful, and the other people just got injuries or went solo or whatever, or floundered was, next or to floundered him. next to him, and yeah. ended up doing something else. You know, whatever. But it was fine. But <gasps> but the th- problem is Cesaro hasn't succeeded enough for them to be. No, you know, I know who it could be. Who Tucker. Well, possibly. possibly. Going into the, the future, it could be Tucker. Yeah. Assuming that Otis does actually win the world title, which I very much doubt. 
I am kind of team Otis right now. I think he might win the belt. If he wins the, I think if he wins Maybe. the Wipeweight Championship, we can officially coin the term mm. of he's the Tucker of the group. Yeah. He's the Tucker of the team. And Mandy's got a new barnet and it looks good. Uh, yeah, looks great. She's yeah. moving on. Otis is moving on. Where's Tucker? It appears Sonia Deville's a very good hairdresser. She's great. <laughs> One snip and it was like, wow. Wow. Image change. Um, no, maybe maybe it's Tucker. Maybe the Tucker of the group. Oh, um, I like Tucker of the team. The Tucker Double of the T. team. Bit of alliteration. Uh, I was also thinking Charlie Haas from the world's greatest tag team because yeah. Shelton Benjamin ended up going on to win in a Connell title and had that. Uh, world title match Triple H oh just thought as well like that. super famous for the Money in the Bank match as well Money in the Bank match yeah he made like that. that match what it is yeah and yeah, whereas right. Charlie Haas just sort of didn't go anywhere really kind of disappeared I, you could talk about uh, legacy Cody Rhodes and Ted DiBiase Jr yes there you go do you Co- want to be the Ted DiBiase Jr of the <laughs> of the team which is even worse now because he's also being investigated for fraud he, he is also being done for something yeah. dodgy and stuff as well nice um, nice <laughs> what's these people I think it might just be a thing where when they don't succeed in the thing they wanted to succeed in and they become a national joke mm. it ends up being this thing where they end up going a bit insane and want to make themselves if they can't be famous they'll be infamous <laughs> I feel you like know? the implication of like oh, okay so creative want to put me in a tag team God, I hope I'm successful, otherwise I'll be committing tax fraud in two years. <laughs> or murder. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> um, Better make my choices I don't know. quick. <laughs> the other person, the other team we thought of um, was uh, Los Guerreros. Oh, Chavo. Like Chavo and Eddie, and being the Chavo of the group. Because the thing is, though, Chavo did actually have some success. He was cruiserweight champion for a long time and things like that. And yeah. He had his own successes. But when you really look at that tag team, Eddie became world champion and became a legend. Yeah. And at the same Chavo time... didn't. It was like... And I think the bad timing of that particular team is obviously when Eddie was like world heavyweight champion. He'd been kicking ass. He's mm. WWE champion at one point as well. Around the same time, Chavo debuts Kerwin White. Yes. It was around, around the time Eddie died. Yeah. He was doing the Kerwin White gimmick where he had Dolph Ziggler as his caddy. That's it. Um, and he had dyed his hair blonde and it was short and he was doing the thing where he was driving around in the the caddy vehicle thing yeah and it's why um, it's why when you see eddie guerrero vigils from that raw he has blonde hair and it yeah. looks stupid because the kerman white character lasted probably two episodes i don't think it lasted very long at all they'd had uh video packages for a little while of it oh. uh, and then they finally debuted on television and they'd done it for a few weeks and then eddie died and oh. they went well oh, that's done mm. it's all right though dolph ziggler's managed to survive out of it yeah, you made something Actually, that's himself. another group, Spirit Squad. I'm sure there's an, a number of people in Spirit Squad that you could go, they're the not Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't be the Spirit Squad to Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. There's going to be one success out of the Don't group be the you. Mikey. <laughs> Mikey! Wait, wasn't he Mikey? No, he was Nicky. He was Nicky. Because he was Nick Nemeth. So oh, he's Nicky. Right. He was Nicky! <laughs> Mikey! Mikey! <laughs> <laughs> what was uh, the other ones? Dave? <laughs> Peter! <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> the other one the spirit squad was so <laughs> anyway we'll go off on to off a tangent there Marty Jannetty's a murderer allegedly <laughs> yeah, um, allegedly I just want to point out as well when this actually if this ever goes to court we will then stop talking about we it we might have to delete this if this turns out to be a complete load of shit well that's the thing but I, he posted himself on his own Facebook page and admitted to these things he's incriminated himself he's incriminated himself hundreds of people are talking about it Hundreds, of, like it's even we've t- we just saw it, it's like it's reached like major news networks, There's mainstream worldwide news networks that are talking about it. Yeah, so it's you know there you go, pretty insane. He's given us all the details, so it's not like it's come from a source. It's yeah. not speculation. It's uh, he's kind of admitted it. Is whether that's mm. true or not? Yes. Weird. Weird, but uh, we'll keep you up to date as the uh, oh yeah as the situation progresses with my. <laughs> okay, so uh, we'll move on to the. Next story, mm. next sort of big story of this uh, episode, is the new faction now known as Retribution in all capitals. I was going to say, if because it's in all caps, it should be so. The new Retribution, the, the new stable that is Retribution, uh, has uh, now got a full, officially has a name. It has a name, and now uh, we were talking about this last week about how about this new tag team about how they debuted and how why aren't they just doing it in a normal way no i know say normal sounds bad but i mean in the sense of like a good way <laughs> well you it know, just it like all feels actually like actually them coming out and declaring themselves retribution and things like that these are the things that we were talking about last week that they should be doing that wwe are doing and it doesn't really work mm. like they should have basically had a thing where 
on Raw last Monday, they should have come out and done what they did on SmackDown on Friday. Yeah. That's what they should have done on Raw on Monday. Hmm. That would have been the big, oh shit, this is the new tag, the new faction. Chainsaw the ropes. I came out of Raw on Monday, not, I went, where was that faction? Where was the faction? They said there was going to be a faction. That was what I thought when I came out of Raw. I didn't realise they'd even shown them. I was like, oh yeah, there were some hooded people blowing some stuff up. It wasn't clear that that's the new faction. Yeah, that's who they are. And if they had them do what they did on SmackDown on Raw, I'd have been like, "This is the new faction." Well, like, and the thing is, I had this, I had the same problem with that week's Raw because I said that obviously I'm quite a casual fan when it comes to the weekly shows, mm. so I watched the clips on YouTube. So, and it, like, my first thought is, I need to go through these clips. I want to find where this faction debuts. Yeah, there's not a single clip that really even says what's happened. Yeah, but then I stumbled across the clip of the hooded guys, and I went, "Oh, I think, I think that's it." And then even I'm having the problem. Of yeah. just, they can't like narrow down what it is. So I end up finding it going, I think I've seen the debut. And I sent it to my brother. And he had the same sort of reaction of just like, oh, is that it? I was like, yeah, mm. I guess that's it. I guess there's nothing else seems to have happened on Raw. There's no other factions on Raw. Yeah. I even watched the other clips to see if there was like, oh, no, this is the faction. But yeah. nothing. No, no, nothing. Nothing. Um, but they've got a name now, so Retribution, which would imply that they want to get Retribution, which means they have people with an axe to grind. Yeah. Uh, with WWE, presumably. Well, I assume that's Cause the way they Because the way they described it before last week's Raw was that they were people who wanted to change the system and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So there does seem to be an impl- implication that these are people who want to get their revenge on WWE. Well, yeah, so are these people potentially mm. well i say i we should clarify this with uh it's been reported by dave Meltzer and a bunch of other people that the people who have been on tv are just stand-ins mm. they're not the actual people who are going to be in the faction yeah because i noticed on the smackdown attack that mm. the group of people that were on smackdown were certainly not the same people that were doing the raw attack potentially yes yeah I think and there I was some like, differences there and are th- some people that because it was just there's like there's a number of people that you think they're clearly trying to work out as it's going mm. who's actually going to be in it who's yeah. going to be revealed to be in it because half the people are kind of just like clearly performance center guys well yeah the one of them um their hood came down a bit because oh. they're all wearing these kind of like face masks but then they're also wearing like the hoodies with the hood up yeah and one of them their hood came down at one point and she had uh, like long curly hair, oh, which yeah. then made everyone think, okay, who's this? Well, we have some more information about this one because this is before people knew it was they were stand-ins. Mm. They were going, oh well, who's this one? There was a suspicion it could be Vanessa Bourne oh. from NXT. She has quite big curly hair and stuff. Yeah, people were like, oh, maybe that's her. But I mean, it might well have been her. But that doesn't mean she's in the group. No, you know, so because they're all stand-ins, so we don't know really. It's who like, they are but i mean my thought was if, if there are people who wanted to get their retribution on wwe and they haven't actually started using the actual people makes me think that maybe the people who are going to be in the group aren't currently under contract mm. and they're people who got fired back in april who they're going to bring back in as kind of like well. outsiders in invading kind of thing issue with that is a lot of the guys that were released back in april mm. have now got contracts elsewhere well that's true yeah, yeah. so you wouldn't so, have a lot of it'd be slim pickings it would be so you've got ec3s in impact uh the good brothers are in impact mm. uh, eric young yeah. is in impact unless of course it's like fit finley mike <laughs> kyoda <laughs> it's, it's all the producers and trainers oh can you imagine dean malenko <laughs> how do, no, he works at ew now does he really? Yeah, Dean Malenko is at AEW. Oh, right, okay, yeah. fair enough. So it's like, if... if <laughs> I know you say that like that's a serious, like this was a serious discussion. <laughs> no, it's like, yeah, no, yeah, don't worry. Okay, it's not going to be Dean Malenko. Come he's on. A, he's already got a job. He's already got a job. I mean, it might be Finley. Finley, yeah, sure. But <laughs> Dean Malenko, come on. Lance Storm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. It could be anyone. I mean, sort of... There needs to be someone. I mean, it could be mm. a bunch of NXT people who may have been on... TV on Raw and SmackDown or whatever as yes. jobbers or yeah. something. Yeah. But they're basically floundering and not really don't really have anywhere that what they they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. They don't know what they want to do. They haven't got any storyline plans. They might be a jobber every now and then. And they're in this group because it's the idea of these people saying, We're being underutilized. Yeah. We want our retribution. You make us look like shit and we wanna I am kinda of hoping it is a it is that kind of story arc 
where they're going to play on the idea of people being offered like developmental contracts mm. and then going nowhere. Yeah. So then they're kind of going, well, we'll just make a name for ourselves then. Yeah. If you're not going to do anything for us, I would love that. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to go down this path because we always do this where we book something that sounds really fun mm-hmm. and really interesting. Yeah. And you can pick it apart. You can go, oh yeah, you could do this with it. So you could add that. And then yeah. we go, they're not going to do that. That's why. Um, I didn't want to fall into the trap of us just discussing who we'd want to see in a tag team. Because if we went, okay, who, who do we want to see in this faction? Like, mm. you know, who would be the leader and who would be this person? Who would be that person? You know, there are these thoughts you have. I think Samoa Joe would make a great leader for a faction. It's yeah. not going to be Samoa Joe, but, you know, it's sort of like he would make a great leader and having people around him and, you know, kind of doing these things. But if we mm. sat here and went, okay, it's going to be that person, that person, that person, and then it ends up just being a bunch of people from the PC, you'd we be w- like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, they'll start naming names of people and you just sit there going, uh, I don't know who that is. Yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. That's someone else as well. Dabba Kato. <laughs> oh, we all know who Dabba Kato is because of Raw Underground. <laughs> yeah, we all know about Baba Tunde, yeah. Um, love him. Love him. Love him. Uh, oh, I mean, he's great, but I mean, you already can tell the guy has absolutely no skills on the mic no whatsoever also people like that i feel like he's a good actually it's a great example because he's someone that you would think if he was under the hood and Mm. under the mask you'd spot him instantly yeah it's like the seven foot ninja he's six foot nine Babakato. Gabba Gabba what was it? Babakato. Dabakato. It sort of sounds like a kid's tv program doesn't it? Yeah and i keep wanting to say babatundi. Babatundi. Yeah um, but it's like guys like Yo that. Gabba Gabba. Yo Gabba uh. Gabba. So you, you know it's not going to be those guys because they're just too noticeable. Yeah. But then I think, well, if they're trying to set it up that, I mean, maybe they'll play into the fact that they aren't actually the members that are actually going to be revealed and they'll go, mm. we've just, we've sourced those guys to help us out, but they're not, yeah. you know, they're not to be named. But the thing is, the other things they've, they've had five people both times mm. or both times. I think they were like, on Raw this week as well. They they called. Oh, that was it. This week on Raw, they threw two um, breeze blocks through a window at the front of the uh, performance center. Are they right? children? Yeah, but they <laughs> threw one, and then they had another one. But the first one had basically done the job of smashing the whole window, and the second one they just sort of threw it. It sort of hit a bit more glass off that same window. And I was thinking, <laughs> you have two breeze blocks. You managed to destroy an entire window with one. Use the other one to smash a different window. But they're not going to do that because WWE had only put in the fake, you know, film glass into one of the panes really, of the window. I quite like the fact that if they're checking a sucker, like they're chucking like a second breeze blocks in. It's just like, well, the first one's done the job. Second one, you're just sort of giving someone a breeze block at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Here's another one. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was a bit lame. I yeah, thought the bit, bit with them on Raw last week destroying the generator thing was a bit lame as well. I thought what they did on SmackDown was really cool. Um, I the my only thing with it was so they come out, they're yelling and screaming and doing whatever. Mm. Michael Cole and Corey Graves run, <laughs> which was quite a funny sight, especially when Corey Graves sort of tripped and all this fell over oh, and yeah. then managed to get away. Um, but the performance center audience, right? They should have all fucked off immediately, but yeah. they didn't, and then. The retribution people went round behind the fucking glass again yep. to start fighting people in the crowd. And it's like, I'm surprised they didn't knock off their masks that they were wearing to protect them from COVID. Well, they're not even these. And the guys but that are in retribution people, are wearing masks. But aren't these masks, they've got mouth holes as well. I don't know. So it's just like, what's the point? Oh, well, no, the the, the retribution people. Yeah, they've, yeah, got, they've just those. got mouth holes. What I'm saying is they no one who's in the ring should be behind those glass shields should no, they no that's the whole point if you're not going to do it just don't do it you yeah. know if you if you just think that well they're all they're all uh wearing masks and they're all uh performance center people they're all interacting anyway so we don't need the screens it well, should get rid of the screens then and stop saying that you're doing social distancing because you're not yeah it's it shouldn't be it shouldn't be a heel move to put people at genuine risk well yeah just to go behind the screens and define yeah. the you know the covid19 health and safety regulations that you're putting in because you have to. Yeah. This is how you operate. So yeah. how are you just then flagrantly just abusing those rules? It feels as though Vince takes the idea of, I don't mind paying a fine if we get a fine for it. Yeah. And he's perfectly fine with that because it makes for better TV. Yeah. But it's just one of those things where you go, well, you're just not taking it seriously, are you? Yeah. This is not to be played with. You know, you're willing to have someone get COVID-19 and die. Mm. 
for the sake of pushing a new faction on SmackDown. It's insane. Yeah. It's and that we we've been stressing about this quite a while uh, about uh, WWE flagrantly abusing the COVID nineteen regulations and rules. Yeah. But yeah, seeing it yet again, and it was, I just think it's now venturing into, they think it's, they're writing it in as if it's like a heel move to do it, where, oh, you know, people won't like that. Like, we don't like it. Yeah. But it, I'm not liking it because it's, oh, it's a heel doing a heel thing. Yeah. I don't like it because you're putting unnecessary risk on yeah. so many people for exactly. the sake of a, what is, to be honest, a floundering storyline at this point. Yeah. They need to start. You know, they need it. to do some something to to keep people's interest because people aren't going to be interested in this sort of like childish like yeah yeah throw it ha <laughs> yay we broke some <laughs> we broke glass. a window we broke a window yeah yeah and then we'll run off and it's like what the fuck is this shit last week on SmackDown right so I thought it was quite cool they mm. went around they spray painted all the screens like the 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 protector screens from and oh. they sprayed them with some writing or you know just <laughs> oh, spray paint i saw them. that it was that they spray painted it but it it's you can tell when it's very washable yeah so it was like a sort of very water-based paint yeah so it just kind of dripped really quickly yeah. but they but, tried to do something but with they it. were spray painting stuff one guy got a chainsaw out at one point when he got that out i was like mate you've got to be fucking careful with that <laughs> thing <laughs> Jesus Christ. there's covid and then there's just swinging a chainsaw around <laughs> and um you know, he was—he got the chainsaw out and he cut the ropes, which I thought was a really cool visual. To be fair, it's like, it pings off. It sort of pings off. Yeah, each one he kind of cuts right through it, and there's no issue with it. Because one of the things that could be a risk for doing that is they go to cut it and it doesn't fucking cut. Mm. You get with the botchamania moment of them going, "Come on, come on, it's and not going." All the ropes just tangled in the chainsaw yeah. and it's stuck. <laughs> so, but um, no, it, they went instantly, which was really cool. Yeah, um, it was. A, it, I, I agree with you. It was a wicked vision. And scaring off Michael Cole and Corey Graves was quite funny as well. They were you out know, of there so quick. I thought the way they did that was cool. I thought yeah. it was a really good thing of the way they did it. Um, yeah, but my only issues were the things we've already mentioned. Yeah, we. They just and need also to... the stuff they've been doing on Raw has been shit. Yeah, it has. How is that? How is the stuff they did on one episode of SmackDown better than what they've done on two episodes of Raw? I don't what, get it. What do you reckon? Just as a quick thing to sort of uh, wrap them up, what would be something that you'd like them to? What would you sort of want to see them do? Because I've got an idea of what I'd want to kind of see them. Well, do. Well, I mean, this requires them to actually choose who's in the team, mm. and you don't have to reveal who they are yet. But you need to make a decision on who's in the team and have those people do this stuff. Yeah. Get rid of the stand-ins and actually just do it. And have them go out there, cause some destruction, do whatever they're going to do, mm-hmm. and then get a microphone in front of them to cut a very short promo. Yeah. Just say, you know, we're retribution. And if you get in our way, we'll beat the shit out of you or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. We'll beat you up. One of the things I say, I love when I say, I'll oh, beat the shit out of them. On SmackDown, the amount of times they used their little bleeper thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, they love it. So they look, either they were swearing and they, they bleeped them, or they weren't swearing and they just want to make it sound like they were swearing. It's the implication of <laughs> the swearing. The implication of beep, beep, beep. Yeah. Every now and then, like, oh, God. Oh, these these what, people are rebels. What an edgy product. <laughs> these are edgy rebels. Well, like, I've had an idea for what they could do, and I thought it's a way that you could tie them into other people on the roster so you sort of you're pissing off more than just the people who are the ring crew yeah so like oh we've cut the ropes cool but i mean you're pissing off like a team of people that yeah. build the ring um, i was thinking that charles robinson wouldn't be happy they're not yeah it's like, <laughs> that's not that's not your target you don't want to annoy them <laughs> like there's they're not they're not the enemy mm. so i was like what one thing they could start doing is if they just out of the blue completely in the like interrupting stories of just attacking champions and stealing championship belts yeah, they could do stuff. Yeah, that's give interesting. The, give them a reason to be back next week. Maybe they on SmackDown they beat the crap out of Otis and and uh, Otis Mandy as well because there's a woman in the group. They could do a thing when the woman beats up Mandy. Yeah, beats up Tucker. They all get beaten up and they just steal his, steal his money briefcase. in the bank briefcase. Yeah, and they and they disappear with it. And Take it's like because it's not even like a thing where it's like. Um, Dolph Ziggler has stolen the briefcase and he's saying, I'm not giving it back. You know, they know who to go to to get it back. Hmm. These people are just masked people. We That's have no it. idea who the hell they are. Yeah. They steal his money in the bank, money in the bank briefcase and you go, well, I guess it's gone. You know, it's well, like, they, I can, don't, they can even do it like a worked shoot. And where... they steal other things. They steal like Apollo's 
crappy United States title belt. Well, yeah, like they could do, and like, but and they he ends up having to go back to his old one just because he hasn't got the new one because it's been stolen by retribution. And they could do these <laughs> things where it's like, but they sort of play it as like a worked shoot, so they'll do like a promo, like a backstage promo with Otis. Mm. But he, they just sort of they're just carrying on with the Otis story. Yeah, but it's noticeable that he hasn't got his briefcase. Yes, and like same with Apollo. Like you said, if, if Apollo's belt gets stolen, but then he kind of has to go back to the old one. Yeah, and it's kind of noticeable, mm. but they're not alluding to it. They're just sort of showing that like, yep, that got stolen. So. Kind yeah. of having to work with what he got here, mm. sort of like similar to how um, it goes. This is a bit way back, but when Walter got the uh, NXT, no, the WWE United Kingdom Championship stolen, mm. so then they then quietly replaced it with yeah. the NXT United Kingdom Championship, right? Yeah, with the NXT logo in the middle because they thought, well, we have the new one, we could just this is the perfect time just to bring in the new one. Mm. But the old one was just stolen from his car, so they kind of had to just subtly make the change. But people noticed it and people picked up on it, and then people heard about the story about Walter getting his belt stolen. But have something like that where it's like we saw them steal the belts we know where it is as fans but for them writing a tv show they're like well the show must go on mm. i guess we'll just have to have the old united states title we'll just have to have otis without his briefcase for a while yeah. and then we'll try and retrieve these items I mean, that they have could been stolen. do that kind of stuff yeah. or you know hold them ransom yeah do something like they're holding ransom and they go we've got this if yeah. you want this back stole this last you week need to give us what we want and it, for example this this is also this would tie into something that I also want. I just think they need to start doing promos. That's basically what it comes down to. Just these kind of petty little kind of oh we've done some vandalism. It's like stop that. Broke a window. All Who cares? you're doing is doing this Vince McMahon thing of going what's what's going on at the moment oh there's some protests going on yeah let's do a protest gimmick and what do they do i don't know they just mindlessly break stuff that's what protesters do isn't it they're just violent thugs who break stuff isn't it yeah that's Vince. yeah those left-wing liberals they just like breaking stuff they have no motivation they just like breaking stuff and mm. that's what worries me about this vince is looking at it like that yeah he and, thinks they're just reckless kids yeah and i i i really hope this is something good I really want it to be something good, but I have no faith in Vince to pull it off and make no. it good. What, oh, do you know what the thing is, though? Hope Talk Triple H has got a lot to do with it. That's all I'm saying. Well, it being a fa- do you know what? It being a faction tells me that, that he has something to well, do Well, yeah, because Vince, I thought, didn't like factions. Yeah, and Triple H loves them. Uh, like, kind of adores yeah. them. Was in one. Was so in, like, yeah, was in two. Was in two. So he yeah. knows how good they are. Yeah. But like, I just like the idea of if they're going to steal stuff, it gives them a reason to be back. But then also, if they then stole the, like, tag titles from either brand. Yeah. Don't care which one, because they're both shite. Yeah. If they stole those belts, but then in, like, a sort of handheld recorded video that they send into Raw or SmackDown of them destroying the belts. Yes. We stole the belts, and we're going to fuck them up. Ah, yes, that would be really cool. And then they you literally them. destroy the tag team title belts. Gives them an excuse to then come up with new belts. Yeah. Which we all want. And even, I think you said to me before, Bruce Pritchard wants... Well, or doesn't like the, the current belts. Bruce Pritchard was on his, I think it was on his own podcast mm. that he was talking about this and he, he was asked about what belts he likes and what he doesn't like and what belts he's historically not liked and things. Mm. Um, and one of the things he said was that he hated, uh, he really hated the old Penny <laughs> style tag yeah. team title belts. The original Centurion belts. Yeah. And he, but he also dislikes the current look of both tag team title belts in WWE so he is uh, he's he's just like us so he doesn't like them uh, he has the power to change them yep. so he should and I think it'd be a really cool thing to do that's yeah. you you've saying that do you know what? that's annoying that's one of those things though I know you've suggested it now it's not, and it's not going to fucking it's happen it's not going to happen I'm going to be disappointed that it doesn't happen it's a great excuse to change those belts isn't it but it would be a great thing to do have them take it have them fit, like I said handheld and you can just even if they want to keep doing these cutaway of like found footage things yeah just cut to Michael Cole and Michael Cole just says we've been sent in this footage um, obviously we know what's been going on at the moment so we, we kind of need mm. to show this because it's going to give us some information yeah and then it's just them in their masks like it's it's a promo so you yeah. can hear who they are yeah obviously it does require like yours did it requires them to define who's in it yeah um but then you just have them cut a promo and they take the belts throw them in a trash can and burn them or like yeah tear them apart rip the plates off i think smash be, them i up. think they would it'd be cool if they tore the plates off the straps and smash them and then smash them or yeah. use the chainsaw again on them oh christ yeah like, Cut through. Hold the belts up. Well, they hold and then they them up. Cut they, the leather. They cut the leather with the chainsaw. They yes. tear off the um, the plates and start smashing them with baseball bats and yeah. stuff. And they just break and snap off bits and stuff. God, see, that's a visual, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. See, that tells me that would give me the impression that group is not to be messed with. Yeah. They're going to come in and they're going to take things that don't belong to them. But they're going to they're shaking things up. They're going like, "That's a shit belt. We fucked up that belt. Mm. What are you going to do now?" Yeah. I love the idea, but it's not yeah. going to happen. It's not going to happen. And you basically have, for like a couple of weeks, 
whoever, whether it's the Raw or SmackDown tag champions, they basically go around for a couple of weeks without belts. They just have no belts. And they're the champions. And then they can even say on commentary a few times, like, if you didn't see uh, the reason the champions don't have the belts at the moment. Uh, because of the, because of retribution. Yeah, we've had a bit off. of a we've had a bit of a run in. Um, unfortunately, those belts were damaged. Play it up, play it up like it's this kind of like we're moving on, we're moving on. We can we'll fix yeah. that later. Ignore them. If you haven't realised, the reason why they haven't got their belts is because some left wing communist <laughs> protesters. <laughs> yeah, some thugs some, stole some commie thugs. Some stole, commie thugs have stolen our belts. Stolen our belts. Symbol of American capitalism. Um, how to get a faction over is to make them look acceptably cool not to force them into being cool yeah so have them be this group that are kind of ignored by the company mm. but are doing their quite visibly doing their own thing yeah and destroying things that fans obviously don't like like those tag belts so the fans would immediately be on their side mm. but they're not going to do that so no. who no, knows who knows what's going to happen we'll see what going on week on week what yeah. happens see if my pipe dream comes to maybe fruition. something interesting will happen at SummerSlam with them like there'll be a big kind of moment at SummerSlam maybe actually that's a good point maybe maybe that's when they get revealed <gasps> that would be good that would be good <laughs> yeah uh we'll move into our last um topics let's say yeah because they're both kind of related they're both part of nxt um first of all we'll talk about um former professional football player american football player i should say um and broadcaster podcaster man (laughs) pat mcafee yep internet service provider i could feel your (laughs) disappointment pat mcafee or mcafee or how are the I mean, his name is spelled M-C-A-F-E-E. So it's yeah. McAfee. McAfee. So it's McAfee. I don't understand why people call him Pat McAfee. There's no A in, in McAfee. between the M and the C. It's not McAfee. It's McAfee. Like internet virus protection software. Oh, that he then made videos to try and tell us how to uninstall it. How to uninstall that it. That whole mess. <laughs> but, Pat McAfee, but our Pat McAfee. Our, anyway, bo- our boy Pat. Pat McAfee. Um, he's been in a... Um, Patrick McAfee. Sort of back and forth. Old Patrick's been in a feud of sorts with um, Adam Cole. Yeah, um, I've I've said quite a lot of the time there are people who I think are oh, they better than that. Like the Miz recently, I've been saying the Miz is better than what he's doing at the moment. He yeah. should be. He deserves to be doing a lot better than what he's doing currently. Like he's doing fun stuff, but he should be. He should be doing something that's a bit more substantial. Yes. Adam Cole should be doing something with substance, mm. like. At least what Miz is doing has some substance to it. It's it's comedy stuff. Yeah. But I think he could do better. Like, Adam Cole is doing a feud where he was on a podcast. He got into an argument with Pat McAfee. I don't know, now I'm saying it. <laughs> Pat McAfee. Yep. And Patrick. It seemed like, oh, this... At first, people were like, oh, it's like a shoot. And he swore and all this kind of stuff. That first thing I thought was a shoot. Yeah. But then it kind of... As it kind of went on people were like oh no actually it does look like a work actually it sounds mm. a bit kind of he's he's it seems a bit silly that he's gone reacted like that it was the amount that they talked about it after the fact yes killed it for me because when i first saw the clip i thought oh shit and then on nxt they mentioned it at the beginning that this thing had happened but they kissed and made up it was all fine you know there was mm. pictures online of him of the two of them shaking hands and smiling with each other it's like oh they're all fine now and then they did the last match, which was an Adam Cole match. I can't remember who he was facing. And, oh, no, he wasn't in the match, actually. It was Roddy Strong or someone, I think. Oh, was, was it, it was Adam Cole was, ringside? Adam Cole's at ringside. Right. And Pat McAfee was on commentary, and he was saying some stuff about Adam Cole being short or whatever, and this kind of stuff, right? And they got into an argument again. They had a bit of a, of a you know, handbags at dawn kind of situation. And then Pat McAfee, after being pulled away... Runs back and punts Adam Cole in the head. Now, to be fair, it was a cool moment. It was, yeah. It was a good moment. I just don't think those two should be in a feud. No. Because he's one of... Adam Cole is one of the best wrestlers in WWE today. Yeah. And Pat McAfee is Pat McAfee. It doesn't make... I don't. I was going to say it doesn't make any sense, but it does because we're in the realms of WWE, but it doesn't make sense that Adam Cole is in this. I 100% agree with you. Yeah. Like, he shouldn't be fighting, or he shouldn't be wrestling celebrities no. at pay-per-views. He's not, no, it's weird. So mm. it's like, I see what you mean. It's where I particularly don't really want them to go to the main roster, but I feel like they could and have amazing storylines there. Yes. But now I don't want him in NXT feuding with a fucking podcaster. Yes, it doesn't really make sense. Um 
It'd be like Sam Roberts doing a match. Like, I know. No. no one wants to see no, that. thank you. Unless it's an actual fight and someone actually punches him in the face. The only time <laughs> I want to see Sam Roberts in the ring is if Sam Roberts is in the ring in a kind of um, Harvey Whippleman kind of way. Like, he's not actually a wrestler. Oh, like Pete Rose. And he's just getting, like, beaten the crap out of by Bianca Belair. That would be hilarious. Yeah, if Bianca Belair... He gets Bel- his shirt pulled off and he's all scrawny and skinny and white. And they're like, she gets his belt off him and starts whipping him with the belt. <laughs> Bianca Belair pulls <laughs> off, like, some insane German suplexes on him. <laughs> just grabs him and power lifts him above her head. Which, and just launches him out of the ring. Which I will say, she could definitely oh, do. Oh, she could definitely she do. Definitely Especially do to that. someone that's wimpy as Sam Roberts. We, anyway, we're getting off the topic. I was going to say, we've banged on about Bianca Belair but, being amazing, but too much. I know. But Pat McAfee, McAfee, um, shouldn't be doing this storyline. Uh, no. Like, he shouldn't be in a storyline, right? And Adam Cole shouldn't be in a storyline with him. You know, it's... Yeah, it's... I, I don't get it. Pat McAfee... Uh, I, I keep doing it now. Let's just... It doesn't Pat, matter. We'll Pat, say it whichever way we say it. Patrick shouldn't be in the ring and Adam Cole, I 100% agree with you, just he deserves so much more. It's, it's, almost, it's like they've kind of realised that he's done everything. Well, it's like, as I said the other week. Yeah. So I wanted, I didn't want him to win the title because I wanted all of Undisputed Era to not have any titles coming out of that takeover. Free them up. So that they can go to the main roster because they've done everything in NXT to do. Yeah. But they haven't won the WWE title, Intercontinental title, United States title, Universal title, Tag Team titles on Raw and SmackDown. You know, they haven't won King of the Ring, Royal Rumble. Yeah, money in the bank. They haven't done these things, Survivor Series. You know, well, actually, they've done Survivor Series, but anyway, like Are they won Survivor Series. Uh, I don't know how well they specifically did. No, but they were Survivor in, Series. But NXT won Survivor Series. They were Series. in the winning team. Point is, there's all these other things that they could be doing, mm-hmm. and yet it's like, no, nah, we're keeping them on NXT, and we're gonna have Adam Cole feud with this fucking refer- um, commentator. It's yeah, like, why? Yeah, why are we having him fight a podcaster because he's done everything else? If he's done everything in NXT. Have him go for the WWE Championship. Have yeah. him go for the Intercontinental Championship. Either that, or they just have it, have the team just beat the shit out of Pat McAfee at um, TakeOver 30. Oh, and then they get fired from NXT or something. And they get fired from NXT or something like that, and then they end up turning up at SummerSlam the next night. That would be pretty great. That'd be cool. Look at that not happen. Look at that not happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, where, where Drew McIntyre beats Randy Orton, and then after the match, he's celebrating an Adam Cole and the rest of Undisputed Era beat him up. Oh, actually, I've got a question for you now, actually. Um, yeah. It'll tie into what we're going to talk about, uh, I guess, when it happens. Yeah. Is, uh, who do you reckon will have better ring gear? Dominic or Pat McAfee? <laughs> Ooh. Actually, no, better question. Who do you reckon out of the two of them will actually have ring gear? I think they both will. Do you reckon? I really do. Do you reckon they're going to rush some Pat McAfee gear? Pat McAfee's gear will be like... Um, uh, like MMA, wouldn't it? It'll be like, yeah, it'll be like, well, either be like MMA ones with like shorts, like flowing shorts, mm. or it'll be more like a sort of Mojo Rawley style, like ring gear, where it's like yeah. tight shorts. Seems that to be kind the- of that like come down to just above the knee, and then he has like knee pads and boots and stuff, and he'll be like doing the kind of footballer thing of like squatting a bit in the ring and kind of going, I'm going to spare you kind yeah. of like attitude. What's your, <laughs> what, that. what's your finisher going to be? Uh, it's going to be what every NFL star has. It's a gonna shoulder be a block. It's going to be a tackle. <laughs> it's going to be a tackle of some sort. Yeah. yeah. Whether well, it's a spear or a big shoulder block, you know, something like that. Oh, like uh, Marcus Corvon with the yeah. pounce. <laughs> yeah. so it'd just be something like that. It'd be something, he'll have very generic stuff, but uh, do you reckon, obviously, that Dominic will have ring gear? I think Dominic will have ring gear. He's got music. He's got a, you know, the Titantron video. Yeah, his music was new. His music is a sort of variation on Ray's music, which is quite cool. And it's yeah. quite good music. It's not bad. Um, it fits. He's it. got a match with Seth Rollins. You can't go into that match wearing jeans and a t-shirt, right? <laughs> He's going to have ring gear. I just don't know what ring gear it's going to be. Yeah. Because the ring gear could be like generic, you know, little trunks. Little and trunks, <laughs> knee pads. Like boots. Goldberg's gear. Yeah. Like, but he'll look more like Gilbert, right? And <laughs> oh, it's a worry. Or he dresses like Ray. Like he's got the kind of those oh, kind of trousers that Ray trousers would wear. Trousers with the top, yeah, and a mask. Can you imagine if he wore like mid nineties Ray Mysterio all in one purple? Oh outfit. yeah, Halloween oh. Havoc ninety 
four, something like that. It would do him some favours. Yeah. Just to have at least some ring gear, but maybe, yeah, maybe something like that. Yeah. Also, that would cover up the welts he received on Raw. Well, that's the other thing. Yeah. yeah. Holy crap. Oh, my God. I, I've, I've not seen welts like that for a very long time. Yeah. But I thought Daniel Bryan's welts after his strap match with... Um, Bray Wyatt was bad. They looked rough. They but, were rough. But holy but fuck. But this was on another level. Like they we watched the clip earlier on. I watched it last night. Yeah. Um and so I watched the whole thing and it goes on for a while. We watched it this morning on YouTube. Yeah. And they'd edited out some of it. Yeah, they'd clipped out some of it. Because so it goes on for a while. It started, the clip started, and you, the first thing you said was, oh, it had already been going for like a few minutes before this. And they were already halfway through whipping well, they, it. Sorry, when it started, it was like they were beating him up, right? Yeah. And he had his shirt on. And then they cut, and he hasn't got his shirt on anymore. Now, there was a point where they were tearing his shirt off and still beating him while they were doing that. Yeah. And then they tie him up in the ropes, and then... Seth is on what in the ring, Buddy's on the outside of the ring, and they are both beating him from both sides. Oh, it's with rough. kendo sticks. But like, it's almost like they're sort of trying to one up each other. Yeah. Well, like Seth hits him, and then Buddy's like, oh, I can hit him harder. Yeah. Like, but the whole thing felt like a sort of initiation thing. It felt like a sort of um, you've taken your bumps. Okay, if you're going to join the WWE, you need to kind of, you know, go through the ringer. You need to be hazed or whatever. It's yeah. like. You know, you've got to pay your dues and all that kind of stuff. All mm. that kind of bollocks you get in wrestling. like Which is still prevalent. Which is still say. prevalent. Yeah. And so it felt a bit like that. It felt a bit like, oh, this is really cool. But at the same time, you're like, I feel something about it just feels really wrong. This it feels, feels like I'm witnessing bullying. This feels weird. It's even, and even when he falls out of the ropes prematurely, Seth then continues to beat he him. continues to beat him even harder when he finds so, like, and. It's just like look up the pictures if you haven't seen it. Yeah. Look up the pictures it's on of Dominic Mysterio on on WWE's Instagram. They've got pictures of him afterwards, and then on the YouTube, there's obviously the clip of it happening. So yeah. watch the clip and then see the picture, and you realise how hard they're hitting him. Yes. Holy crap! It's purple. It's like, purple. Yeah. Purple chest. And I was like, obviously they've kind of like you know they've hammed it up a little bit for the picture. Mm. Fuck me. <laughs> that must have hurt, especially because he's getting like you said he's yeah. tied up. He's then shirtless, and he's take like this sounds weird, but he's taking it from like the back, so str- like, directly onto the center of his back, and then directly into the ribs. But he can't protect himself because no. his arms are tied up. Yeah, horrible, horrible. horrible. We've, we've diverted a bit again. Sorry, yeah, we just had to talk about Let's that. Let's go back to NXT. Mm. Um, I think we sort of talked about the Pat McAfee stuff quite a bit. That's we don't. We're not very know. happy about it, and you know whatever. If it's going to be a real match, it's going to be shit. Um, if it's going to be a gang beating of McAfee, then it won't Fine. be what we've called it to be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, talking of NXT, the last thing we'll really talk about is the North American Championship match at TakeOver. Now, there's five people in it. There's The original plan was you have five triple threat matches. The winner of each of those triple threat matches is in the match, in the ladder match at TakeOver 30 for Keith Lee's relinquished NXT North American Championship because... Obviously, he re- relinquished one of them. Yes. It's great to have double champions, but we've had double champions quite a lot recently, actually. Um, well, in the women's division, especially, it's just been going on quite a bit. They're having an issue with that, I think. But where... in NXT, you can't really have yeah. both the NXT Championship and the North American Champion be the same person. It just, you know, it, it, it blurs too many lines, and you've got to think that the way Keith Lee put it was so perfect in the fact that he was kind of like, this North American Championship is the belt that gave me the opportunities to get to the NXT championship. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, that's kind of the point of the belt. He's mm. he's openly admitting that it is the stepping stone to yeah. the NXT championship. So he's like, well, I don't need it. Yeah. And but also, what would happen if he defended it? He yeah. defends that and loses. So, Well, the person who beat you just beat the NXT champion. So are they now number one contender for the NXT championship? Or are they NXT champion? Like, yeah. How does that work? So him relinquishing it, totally get it. It makes perfect sense. And also, it seems to be quite good because the people who are involved in getting into this match are people who are younger talent. Well, not necessarily younger talent, but, you know, newer talent. Newer talent, yeah, absolutely. And uh, so there's five people in the match. Who have we got so far? So far, we have uh, Bronson Reed. Love it. And Damian Priest. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, It's good. Dexter Loomis won his triple threat and should have been in the match, Mm. but he's been injured. In the last week, he's got injured. Yeah, so, so he's out of the match. So now they're doing the. Now they're doing. Uh, it appears to be they're doing a one-on-one match between Kushida mm. and Cameron Grimes, and the winner of that match will get into the into the, the match. And there seems to be. And then I think there's two more. 
Because weren't they doing it where... Triple threats. The two, like Cameron Grimes versus Kushida, is, the only reason those two are picked is because they weren't pinned in their triple threat match. I think so. Is that right? Uh, maybe, I can't remember. It's, it's, been, uh, it, it's a bit confusing. Yeah. Some of these things. But they've had to kind of, I know they've had to kind of improvise because at first I thought maybe this Dexter Loomis injury was going to be um, like a storyline, as in he was just like playing up the injury. But then it turns out that no, 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 he's actually injured because obviously like you pointed out that he doesn't have it's not connected to his character in any way he just happened to be injured and it's a light injury but it's enough to take him out of the pay-per-view so they were kind of like well i guess we'll have to kind of go with whoever so they're improvising but i think it's something to do with the fact that cameron grimes and kushida weren't pinned in theirs in their mm. sort of respected triple threats um so now they're sort of getting that it's like the, it's like the silver spoon it's the playoffs yeah is that how it looks um no no that's not a, yeah. I thought that was the case, but oh. that isn't the case actually. So how is it? So the first one with Bronson Reed won. That the other two people were Roderick Strong and Johnny Gargano, and then Dexter Loomis won his match to get into the match, and then obviously been now not in it after beating Finn Balor and Timothy Thatcher. Who did he pin in that match? Uh, I don't know. I remember hearing something about people that weren't pinned. In oh, he pinned. Um, uh, he he choked out timothy thatcher oh he did because i think finn balor he was in a he had got finn balor in some arm bar thing mm. and then loomis came behind him and choked him That's until it. um thatcher sort of let go of finn and finn like sort of rolled away like ow my arm kind of thing mm. and then he passed out and the referee counted as a pass out so he lost that's it um and the other one was damian priest uh beat only lorcan and ridge holland Oh, yeah, Rich Holland's new. Yeah. Yeah, Rich Holland's new. Um, um, I'd love to see someone like Rich Holland or Timothy Thatcher in the match. It's a shame they're not going to be. But, I mean, if there's an opportunity for them to both somehow kind of get in there. Um, it says here, the wrestlers... So, due to Loomis's injury, two singles matches will take place to fill Loomis's spot. Mm -hmm. And to determine the fifth um, and final competitor, the wrestlers in those matches will be the ones who are not pinned or submitted in the triple threats oh so that's where i've got it from which are bala gargano holland and whoever is not pinned or submitted in the triple threat between oh okay between kushida cameron grimes and a mystery opponent ah. so there'll be this match between kushida cameron grimes and this mystery person on nxt tomorrow night and then whoever's not pinned in that whoever's not pinned will be in two singles matches. This is wicked. Where in which one singles match will be for Loomis's spot. Yeah. And the other will be for the final spot. Oh, I love it. Oh, I love it. Uh, that What a solution. Yes. I like the idea that if they've come so across... You, I think you'd seen the thing about the, that must have the, been the, it. the matches with the people I, who hadn't been pinned. Thing. I got it confused. Yes. But what's cool is that I think NXT's approach to a, an injury that was not expected is to give us more wrestling yeah. to solve that issue. Perfect. Not, yeah, That's exactly. what I want to see. I'm a wrestling fan. Um, who do we think will be this mystery person? Mystery person? Will this be a new person for NXT? I don't know. I was thinking that. I didn't. I would, didn't. wasn't fully aware there was going to be a mystery opponent in that triple threat. Yeah. So I imagine it's going to be someone that's either... Oh, no, no one's really recently signed, have they? No. No one's really... Come... A recent. Uh, maybe a return for Kota Ibushi. <laughs> I imagine that. Good Lord, since the Cruiserweight Classic, has he not yeah. been... Actually, no, what was it? No, he was teased in the crowd. He was in... Uh, yeah, takeover. He, no, he was in a takeover crowd, and then he was in the Cruiserweight Classic and lost to uh, TJ Perkins. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Do you know what, that, what the biggest cock tease that WWE has ever had? Yeah. The, oh, Kurt might be coming over. It's like, but they seriously? Didn't, but they didn't have him win the tournament, because if they'd win, had him win the tournament, then... Oh, yeah. He would have had the Cruiserweight Championship and he wouldn't have been signed to them. No. Ah, oh, damn it. But anyway, I think that it, it's it's a really interesting thing what they're doing with that tournament, sort yeah. of a tournament-ish thing they're that, doing with that. That makes me want to tune oh. in. Yeah. Just to see what that is. To see, that's how you debut someone. Mm. Don't bring in a faction that blows up a generator and then sort of not really tell us who they are <laughs> or what was going on. <laughs> that's how you bring someone in. You just go, look, they're going to be a mystery opponent. Oh, okay, I'm going to tune in. Yeah, I got to tune in and see what happens. I want to see how that works. So <laughs> NXT are doing that right. But, I mean, yeah, it's a shame Dexter Loomis couldn't be in it. I quite, I, I know people are not, a big, uh, not really hot on him at the moment. Yeah. I mean, I'm not... I think it's all right. I think it's good. It's, it's interesting. But I think the character needs to progress somewhat. I am, I'm with you on that. Um, I'm glad that seemingly he seems to have 
decided he's done with the Undisputed Era because I wasn't a massive fan of that. Yeah, him Roddy Strong looking like a pussy constantly. Getting, like, getting kidnapped. I've seen him. He's behind the window. Well, go and beat him up. You're a wrestler, for fuck's sake. <laughs> you're also supposed to be one of the toughest members of Undisputed Era and suddenly you're just becoming a bit of a baby. Yeah, I, I, that's the thing. Why, and that's not really Dexter Loomis's fault, right? That's the story people's yeah. fault. You know, mm. it's people making Roddy look like an idiot. A little bit. But um, no, I just, I wasn't a massive fan of that storyline, but I think he has got a lot of potential to be really good so i think you've summed it up perfectly actually is that that intro story kind of sucked and he's you know he's got a lot of potential there's a lot to it mm. so there's a lot to see it'd be really interesting he would be really interesting in that yeah. nxt north american title match shame he's not going to be in it he would have added an element that uh like Lars sullivan of the past had added to mm. a ladder match where he's just that kind of looming big guy yeah but then with a big enough move takes him out completely difference is i actually like dexter loomis <laughs> it's a shame yeah same. <laughs> <laughs> and no one has liked and ever will like Lars Sullivan. Oh no, that racist! <laughs> Absolute racist. Was he? Was he racist? Oh, he was everything. He was awful. He was homophobic, but also had done some softcore gay porn. That was so, it. Softcore gay porn. Then he said a lot of sexist things online about Stephanie McMahon on like forums and things, and other wrestlers and yeah. other people in wrestling. I don't really want to go into it because Lars Sullivan's an awful human being. Yeah, uh, but he's not my Janae, so that's that. And he's, he's and do you know what? He's not in this match. And he's not in this match. Thank <laughs> God. I'm genuinely surprised he's still employed. But anyway, I know. But anyway, uh, thank you very much for listening to our podcast. It's been episode number fifty-three. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at CSWPod. Same on Instagram. If you want to follow Ben on Twitter, it's Ring Review PW. And if you want to check out any of our previous episodes, you can go to cswrestlingpodcast.com or go to Acast or Apple Podcast. Give us a, give us a subscribe. I always struggle with that phrase. Give us a subscribe. Yeah. Um, it's the two S's. Us subscribe. Welcome to a British person's pain. Subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or Acast. Give us a review and all that sort of jazz. Yeah. Thank you for listening and goodbye. Bye.